Now at five, an investigation into a possible drugging downtown. What the victim believes happened to her and how her mother helped to make sure nothing worse happened. And hot and only getting more humid. A look at when we could potentially see some relief in your first winning forecast. A Texas serial killer found dead in his cell. What investigators revealed about his death. An Austin woman is sharing her story after she may have been drugged, but not through her drink. And someone also may have tried to abduct her. Thanks for joining us at 5. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Britt Moreno. This woman is saying that it happened over the weekend at a bar in the Red River Cultural District. And our Jayla Washington shows us how the woman's mother stepped in to help. I don't know. When the trauma, evident there. after a night out with a close friend. If I could this woman doesn't want to show her face or for us to even tell you who she is. Timid to talk about what she remembers. We went to uh, one of the places I'm really familiar with and then um, I had one drink at the next place and um, went to the bathroom and from then on out, I, I don't know what happened. She tells me it's all a blur. Her friend, though, says she saw her trying to get into an Uber with a stranger outside a bar in the Red River District. We'll get into what her friend did in a minute, but when they both woke up the next morning... When we started putting the pieces together... They noticed this bruise around a swollen red mark on the woman's outer forearm and another small bruise that they say looks like someone tried to grab her on the inner forearm. The woman tells me they think someone injected her with something to drug her. It's okay. My daughter's been really upset. You know, why would somebody intentionally go out to harm her? Her mother says her daughter's friend called her when she saw her daughter getting into an Uber with some random man. And then the mom told her. I said, okay, well, just get into the Uber with them and keep me on the phone. Put me on speakerphone. The mother then followed them to their destination, picked them up and took them home. The next morning, they filed a police report. The woman even paired with the counselor. Why are you wanting to tell your story today? Um, I honestly didn't really want to. I don't feel like strong or brave or anything. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Well, a message tonight. You are strong, and police are telling us they're investigating this incident. We did reach out to emergency rooms in the area just to ask if they're seeing alleged druggings via injections. We'll let you know as soon as we hear back. I'll go in depth on this. Some venues in Austin are making sure people can help discreetly if they need it. A KXAN employee came across this in the bathroom at the Moody Center. A bartender there told KXAN if someone asks for an angel shot, they've been trained to discreetly get them away from the person making them feel unsafe at a game or concert. And depending on what you need and depending on the venue, there are different ways to order this shot. Asking for an angel shot neat means the bartender will arrange to help you get to your car. With ice means the bartender will call you a ride home and ordering with lime signals that police need to be called. Now we looked into this story thanks to a viewer tip. So if you have something you'd like us to look into, scan this code with your phone's camera. It will take you to the website or you can send us an email at report it at kxan.com. And this week, Austin City Council has several items tied to sexual assault or response. One of them being a possible educational program that targets places that sell alcohol. Now if approved, the city would get a more than $100,000 grant from the state to create a sex crimes intervention project for one year. City Council also heard from survivors of sexual assault today. 
They're part of a group working to make changes in how the police department responds to those crimes. We have a renewed commitment from APD to this work. The people who are in there who are non-APD are devoting their time, often as volunteers, um, to really help us get it right. We're looking to make systemic change that can lead the nation in how sexual assault is responded to. And between the lawsuits filed and evaluations done, the group is looking at more than 100 areas where they say Austin police can do better. Each has been assigned to a work group that will bring those recommendations back to the full city council. The state says a convicted Texas murderer has been killed by his own cellmate. Billy Shamirmir was found dead in his cell early this morning. Officials with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice say his cellmate, who is serving a sentence for murder out of Dallas County, was identified as the killer. Shamirmir was charged with killing 22 North Texas women over a two-year span. He was found guilty for two of those murders. He had been serving two life sentences without a parole. Prosecutors say Shamir Mir targeted people inside their homes or at senior independent living centers, smothering them with pillows to steal jewelry. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans is off tonight, so let's start with a live look outside. This is our Oasis restaurant weather camera there in Lake Travis. You can see some of those cumulus clouds up top. Not seeing any rain, though, not getting close to us. Some severe storms up in North Texas, but unfortunately those will not reach us tonight. Looking at the current temperatures, it is hot. This is the main story. We've got temperatures soaring well above average this afternoon. It's going to continue to stay pretty toasty here through the evening hours. Temperatures even dropping out of the 90s and into the 80s by 9. We'll finish up with the lower 80s by 11 o'clock, waking up to 70s tomorrow morning. Coming up in your first winning forecast, the unseasonably hot weather continues. It gets a little bit worse before it gets better. We are tracking some relief, though, in the extended forecast. We'll talk more about your potential rainfall totals and the timing of those showers coming up in your first winning forecast. All right, Kristen, thank you very much. President Biden and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky spoke at the United Nations General Assembly today. NBC's Alice Barr tells us how they tried to drum up support as the war with Russia drags on. On behalf President Biden today addressing world leaders at the United Nations General Assembly in New York, trying to ramp up the urgency for continuing to back Ukraine against a grueling Russian invasion. If you allow Ukraine to be carved up, is the independence of any nation secure? Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky watching on before making his own plea, his first time in person at the UNGA since the war began. The aggressor is weaponizing many other things, and those things are used not only against our country, but against all of yours as well. President Zelensky heads to the White House on Thursday, then takes his case to Capitol Hill, where support is beginning to wane in the Republican-controlled House. I have questions for him. Where's the accountability on the money we already spent? What is the plan for victory? Republicans are fractured on the issue, some siding with the Biden administration's calls for billions more in aid. The consequences of pulling the plug on Ukraine are enormous. It will lead to more war, not less. While on the world stage, President Biden also taking on competition with China and pressing for action on climate change. Another prominent figure in the room, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, joining the assembly after agreeing to a high-stakes and controversial prisoner exchange that freed five wrongly detained Americans, now reunited with their families after years behind bars.
These joyful images proof of a breakthrough with an adversary as President Biden works to strengthen ties with allies. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Coming up, the latest on the United Auto Workers strike, the impact it's continuing to have on the auto industry and why it's expected to grow in the coming days. Plus, school choice continues to be a hot topic for Governor Greg Abbott when he could get another chance at becoming law. Thousands of workers are walking out of manufacturing plants for all three major U.S. automakers. And now we're learning the work stoppage could grow by the end of this week. Jay Gray has the latest on the contract battle from Michigan. Good evening. We are well into day five of the strike and getting some indication now of how things may go moving forward. The president of the UAW saying that he will expand this strike if there is not, quoting here, serious progress in negotiations by noon on Friday. But I think it's important to listen to the wording. He's not saying that they need a tentative agreement like he did ahead of the contract deadline last week. Now, there's been no public response at this point from GM Ford or Stellantis about the union deadline. Talks with the automakers are ongoing after what's been described by those automakers as record offers, including a roughly 20% hourly wage increase, thousands of dollars in bonuses, and stepped-up benefits package. That pay raise, though, is just half of what the union has asked for. And while we now know when, we don't have any indication of where or how many union workers might join the nearly 13,000 on the picket line right now as part of these targeted strikes. The UAW strategy to maintain an element of surprise in an effort, union leaders say, to build economic leverage during negotiations. So again, they are considering expanding this strike if we don't see, quote, serious progress in negotiations, according to union leaders. That's the latest from here in Wayne. I'm Jay Gray. Now back to you. We have an update on the status of Austin's beloved tree known as Flow. What city council is recommending before the Barton Springs staple is removed. Mother Nature making it real hard to get into that fall feeling. Throwing out numbers like this. 98 at Camp Mabry. The airport, 97. We stay hot for a while. We'll talk about those numbers and when we can finally see a change coming up. Next month, Texas lawmakers will come back to the Capitol to talk about schools. Governor Greg Abbott confirmed that today. And on the agenda, more funding for schools, raises for teachers, and a key priority for Governor Abbott, helping families pay for private school with state money. And as our Ryan Chandler reports, lawmakers are gearing up for a fight. They want the opportunity to have school choice. We have an obligation to provide that to them. The top issue for Governor Abbott will get another shot at becoming law. Governor Abbott confirmed Tuesday he's calling another special session in October to pass a state-funded education savings account program, public subsidies for private education. On a call with Christian faith leaders Tuesday, Governor Abbott said it's a moral and religious duty. I know that the fundamental principle that God created for us is to have family units and have family units, not state bureaucrats making decisions that are best for families. Meanwhile, other Christian leaders are praying against the plan. For us to take our public tax dollars and underwrite private schools, any private school, but especially a religious school, is wrong. In the Texas Senate, measures for school vouchers and parental rights passed easily. 
But in the House, they failed time and time again. And some members say more time hasn't given the governor any more votes. Democrats and Republicans in the Texas House came together across party lines to pass a bill that would increase teacher pay, increase funding for our kids and our schools. And the Texas Senate held that bill hostage to try to pass their voucher scam that would send our tax dollars to unaccountable private schools. I'm hopeful that that bipartisan coalition in the Texas House will stand strong for our public schools. Governor Abbott said if the plan does not pass in October, he'll call lawmakers back again for another special session. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And for some context, so far this year, lawmakers in 14 states have passed bills establishing so-called school choice programs or expanding ones already in place. That's according to the nonprofit Ed Choice and Future Ed, a Georgetown University-based research center. Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Utah have passed school choice policies, making programs universal over the next three years. They join Arizona and West Virginia, which already have passed education savings accounts available to nearly all students, bringing the total number of states where students will be allowed to use public funds for private schools to eight. For more on school policies in Texas, watch our State of Education special. We covered important topics that impact parents and students across our state, like school choice, school safety, and school funding. You can watch the full show right now at KXAN.com. Well, we have an update to the tree Austinites have affectionately named Flo. It's a tree that hangs over the Barton Springs pool, but is not doing so well right now. The area is blocked off, so it doesn't fall on anyone. The city council was briefed today on flow. Now, along with safety concerns, the city staff says there is a worry the tree may now infect other trees. Mm. The city is recommending an event to honor flow before the tree is removed. Oh, it sounds like the final chapter sounds now. Like it, uh -huh. Okay. R.I.P. Flo. It's that, been a good run. I You've know. made it into every newscast since last week, so <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. She's a headliner. What can we say? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I know we were sort of hoping for more rain to help mm -hmm. out all of our trees mm -hmm. and grass and vegetation and flowers, but such is not the case yet, at least. Not yet, yeah. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to battle some wildfire concerns <laughs> there. Travis County extending the burn ban until October 18th. So let's get you right into business here. Right now, we don't have anything when it comes to rain tonight. All those storms that you see up in the uh, Red River Valley, those are going to stay up there, but they could also get a little bit on the wild side. We've got a severe storm threat here. Oklahoma City all the way down into the big country. I do not expect that to impact us here at home. It's just San Saba County underneath that general risk. Uh, this was what I showed you last night. Remember those little storms that are trying to get close to San Saba by around 8, 9 o'clock? I don't think they're going to have much success making it all the way down here. So we'll go mainly dry for Central Texas tonight. Live look outside. Whittle Sea Landscape Supplies. We have the camera there in Granite Shoals. Few puffy clouds, that's it. Tonight we get down to 74. South southeast winds will be about 10 to 15. Got a little gusty every now and again today. And tomorrow I think it's going to be the same kind of day. Hot, a little more humid. We'll see the air moving around a little bit with that southeast wind, but a good amount of sunshine. High temperature getting back to 98. I mean, it is just brutal, right? Right up against that century mark here. But here's what tips us over the top. Humidity increasing along those southeast winds. We are likely going to stay in that humid category every afternoon moving forward. So I'm going to warn you, this is going to hurt because as we get into the afternoon, you combine the heat and humidity, feels like temperatures, 
This looks familiar, right? That's how we spent the entire summer season. 100 or hotter, it looks like what the feels like temperatures Wednesday, Thursday, and again on Friday. So when can we expect something different? Well, cold front's going to come in. It looks like now Monday. So between now and the end of the week, mostly to partly sunny skies. It'll be a mix of that sunshine and cumulus cloud cover. Could we maybe see a little disturbance here on Friday? It's possible. It's just a little, a little wave coming at us. This model doesn't show it, but I do have others indicating one or two spot showers possible late Friday night. What I'm more convinced is going to do it for us is this cold front coming down on Monday. Low pressure system will stay north, so the bulk of the activity stays north, in addition to the severe weather threat going north. But this, this right here, will bring us at least the best-looking rainfall chance we've got in the seven-day forecast right now. And it could drop anywhere from about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch. We could see more, maybe one to one and a half, but I'm not going to trust that yet. I think in general, a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch is a better bet. So that doesn't come until Monday, Tuesday of next week, which means we got a long stretch of days here feeling that summertime sizzle in the last few days of the season. 98 tomorrow, 98 Thursday, 97 Friday, all days feeling like triple digits when you factor in the humidity officially flipping over into the fall season just according to the calendar right that means very little here in Texas unfortunately we've got better rain chances coming in Sunday Monday Tuesday with that front that we just talked about temperatures cooling down some but let's not get crazy it's still gonna be in the 90s behind it Monday Tuesday and overnight lows will be in those low to mid 70s Evan Gershkovich the Wall Street Journal reporter detained on espionage charges in Russia appeared in a Moscow court today to appeal his arrest for the third time. The court declined to consider his latest appeal without giving an explanation, but Russian state media reported it is going back to a lower court because of unspecified procedural violations. No date has been set for his trial, and last month his detention was actually extended by three months to November 30th. Police arrested the 31-year-old U.S. citizen in late March. He and his employer deny the allegations of spying, and the U.S. government says Gershkovich is wrongfully detained. Russian authorities have not provided any evidence to support the espionage charges that carry up to 20 years in prison. You may have a better chance of becoming a millionaire because you live in Texas. A look at our state's lottery winner history and when your next chance to win the big bucks is coming up. Right now, authorities reveal new details of how small children were sickened by fentanyl exposure, one fatally, inside their daycare. Also, the medical controversy over pelvic exams without patient consent, the divide among doctors tonight. Some people believe the American dream is becoming a millionaire. And if that's you, you may be in luck, at least being a Texan. Nearly 2,000 Texans have won more than a million dollars in state lottery history. And we also have the most winners than any other state. And 227 have won more than 10 million, according to data from the Texas Lottery Commission. Four lucky players have won at least 100 million, the largest win in state history. You ready for it? Over 157 million from a Mega Millions ticket back in 2019. That lucky winner was from Leander. The current Mega Millions estimated jackpot is 183 million with a drawing tonight. The current Powerball estimated jackpot is a whopping $672 million. Those winning numbers will be drawn tomorrow. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams has created interactive 
interactive graphs for you to dig a little deeper into lottery history. You can find that on KXAN.com. I think we need an office pool, Daniel. I think so. I'll take one million. Just one. Just That's, one. That'll work. All right. Case <laughs> Tillotson University has some new faces in its athletics department. The school has hired two new coaches. The first, Latanya Washington for the women's volleyball team and Aaron Yancey for the men's soccer team. Houston Tillotson also announced that its men's head basketball coach, Thomas Henderson, has been promoted to athletic director. Tonight on KXAN, it's America's Got Talent at 7, then Quantum Leap at 9, then we're back with you at 10 p.m. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here is where to find us.